We're knee-deep in the holiday season, and Disney is celebrating by dropping its latest Avenger series, everyone's favorite hero, Hawkeye, starring Jeremy Renner and Haley Steinfeld. On today's episode, we're looking at the premiere episodes, Never Meet Your Heroes, and Hide and Seek. Plenty of plot and theories to break down and discuss. Let's just jump into it. After watching these first two episodes, I made a list of things that surprised me and things that did not. I feel like the bulk of the plot fit into one of those two points. But how did you watch these two? Well, I had gotten some of the stuff ruined for me. Like, By doing research? Yeah, like Rogers the Musical I got ruined for me. I also knew that the Golden Retriever was going to be a bigger part of the show than I thought. Yeah, it became Turner and Hooch after a while. <laughs> and some of my theories even, uh, I feel like, are going to be correct just because of some of the plot deals that I learned. That's cool. I learned about. Because everybody listening to this is not afraid of getting things spoiled for them if they haven't seen those first two episodes. Now, we're not going to spoil anything past those because we're not TV critics that are getting six episodes. We are podcasts who are simply giving our take. So, should we talk about the reviews before or after we do this? Uh, afterwards. Afterwards? Yeah. Okay. So, let's get to my list of surprises and see how things are falling. This is an origin story, but not for the title character, not the titular <laughs> character. Okay, so, an on-running joke for Hawkeye in all of Marvel is that he is the runt of the litter. Yeah. He is passed over, he's inconsequential, he's always the side character in the movies, Never had really any point where he's just going to be the main guy for an hour, right? <laughs> yeah. That said, I did not expect him to be sidelined in his own TV show. So you expected just a full-on story about Hawkeye himself? I'm not the only one. How did you not? Well, because I knew... This is the... Jeremy Renner's TV show. It's his character that he's been for the last eight years. Yeah, and but yet that's, this is that's the Kate the show with Jeremy Renner. It's like everyone else in the series, from Loki to Wanda to uh, Winter Soldier and whatever his face is. Like, they've all gotten their own shows. Right. This isn't his show. It's like he's splitting time. But and the reason is, is because, first off, Jeremy Renner is probably one of the still, like, last remaining OGs of the original cast. Exactly, and he's Avengers. never yes, had his but, moment to shine. But, but we've seen him go through developmental stages. In the second Avengers Age of Ultron, we saw his family, and we've seen him, like, turn into a samurai. Did we've you see him... the intro to the show? He's barely in it. It's literally just got his name in it, and then... Well, he's not barely in it. He's in the episode. Yeah, in the second so. episode, he shows up a lot more. But in the first episode, it's Kate's origin story. Yeah, this is. but I think that they're which, saying which that I'm, for, like, Young Avengers. Or I like don't find a problem with Haley Steinfeld. There were a few nitpicks here and there, but it, the reason why Loki got his own TV show was so that we could hyper-focus on Tom Hiddleston's character. And there weren't a lot of scenes that he wasn't in. But in the first episode of Hawkeye... 50% of the whole entire thing he's not in. Yes, but I think you're forgetting the part also that Jeremy Renner has been in the series for the longest time. He has had his own montage. He was the first one to go into that huge thing where they played the Avengers theme. He's been in way more of it than Loki has. And like, Wrong. I disagree. I think that's, that's really? incorrect. Really? Yes. Even though Loki wasn't... I think we were to add airtime that Loki had more airtime before... Well, yeah, but I'm saying that Loki wasn't Wait, even in Phase 3. Wait, you just went from three. making a point yeah, to saying that Loki's, I was right. Yeah, because Loki's been in, in the Thor films, and Jeremy runner hasn't had his own films but aside exactly. from those aside from so those, now when he finally gets the opportunity to star in his own tv show he has to split time with Haley steinfeld yeah but again it's which just, it's, they should have just called it hawkeye and hot girl or like whatever her name is or hawkeye squared 
Hawkeye squared. Hawkeye squared. It would have been more representative <laughs> to actually what this was. Now, let's just jump into Kate's storyline because I, I, I have some thoughts about it. Okay. And I think you do too. Yeah. 2012 flashback. Not surprised. That's yeah. in my not surprised list. They just seem to love it. They go back to it all the time. They yeah, love their own Avengers movie. I think fans love it too. It's, it's the basis of this whole entire thing, I think. <laughs> it's just funny how many elements they add to it every time. Well, yeah, it's like they went it's back. It's not an and, Avengers thing unless they have a 2012 flashback. Well, they went back to Avenger, in Avengers Endgame. They went back to the original. In Loki, they did the same thing. Yeah, they, they love to do it. Mm-hmm. Okay, so we have young Kate Bishop. She's She looks like she's eight years old or something. She's hearing her parents have this big fight. And then, like, suddenly the house explodes. Basically, that's what yeah. happens. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And, again, we have another entry in the Dead Father storyline. So, we have now Tony, Thor, Spidey, Black Panther, Wanda. There's probably more. Those were the ones I thought Well, I, I have to I have to ask, so, like, did, what did you think of that? Because there are some theories that are going... Can I, like, jump into some theories right now? No, because I, I have okay. some theories about it, too. But I want to save those until we've kind of gone over everything. Okay. All right. All right. But the first thing I thought, though, was... I wonder who's going to play her replacement father. Dot, dot, dot. Obvious answer. The guy who's starring in the show who's also already a father of three people. Technically, we could say that Jack plays somewhat of the replacement father. We cannot. <laughs> Not as of yet. <laughs> like, I don't even think Jack's family is in the early storyline. 2012, Kate's house gets destroyed. Or actually, it's like a really nice apartment in New York. Yeah. She's loaded, and that's made a big deal about it in the entire show. Uh, she can't find her mom or dad. Hawkeye saves her from like an alien, and then she wants to become Hawkeye. Right. Yeah. And, and that's when, a little kid. That's when the Marvel intro plays, not the actual intro, but the Marvel one. Yes. I was I was a fan of the first. The five first minutes. time. The first time. Well, I had no problem with that. I was just like, okay, so we're definitely going to be focused on Haley Steinfeld's right. character yeah. a lot more than I thought we would be. So, jump to Haley Steinfeld in college. Yes. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, obviously, because she wouldn't be in high school. She's 22. She's 22. Okay. And uh, she's trying to... Okay, so what is up with this bell scene? It Firstly, reminded me a lot of Wonder Woman, kind of like in the war scene when she like needs to take out the sniper in the like the clock tower or whatever, and then it just completely crumbles when she like enters. Yeah, a couple of things about that, though. Because first, it felt to me more forced. Like, it felt like a way to show that she's a rebel and that she can shoot like Katniss, which they make a joke well, about yeah, later yeah, on. Yeah, but, but like, it didn't really add anything to the story like what sort of bet was that that even instigated her shooting a clock tower i think it was just supposed to show that she was no like, i know what it was shooter. supposed to show that's no, my but, point but I, I don't understand though who would want to bet her in that strange of a thing also how did security get up there so quickly and why weren't they running towards the de- demolition of that giant statue also <laughs> how did the thing collapse so easily it literally just rang that, the bell. yeah that, that was something i had where it was like and it also had a tennis ball at the very end of and it and how was she not in more trouble like i get the fact that she was rich but she barely got a slap on the wrist and the mom didn't talk about it at all it. yeah, yeah it, someone could have been injured it feels like that's a felony it just seemed like she got off really easily if she had been like 17 maybe because they would have been like, yeah oh, but she's still a i mean like but the she's, whole thing she's 22 so that she's in college she could have been tried for that she could have been arrested for that it felt odd well, I think that one of the surprises was, well, to be honest with you, my favorite part of the episodes was at the very beginning when we saw Hawkeye with his kids. Because Trin Tran, who is like the executive producer for the show, I think, said that the what this main thing is about is Hawkeye just trying to get home to celebrate Christmas with his family. <laughs> so when I actually saw his family, and even Linda Carlini, even though she has like a special appearance thing at the, right before her name Well, in the you credits. know the reason why she does? It's because in her contract, she can only appear on films over phone. She only talks to her husband on the phone now. The only scene I've ever seen where she's not just talking to him on the phone is when she's asking if someone wants, like, mayonnaise on their hot dog Well, no, in Avengers Age of Ultron, she is in it. 
Yes, on her phone. <laughs> no, she you, she you calls she calls him. Remember, he gets a call. I didn't even put that together. Yeah, I know. But here, I, I like the scene. Like, why why cast someone of her stature <laughs> if she's gonna be playing such a small character? Um, well, again, she's not gonna be in the show that much. Exactly. Like, <laughs> his wife, though. His wife's not gonna be in the show, but some random lady who just decide who saw him save her once. Is I was be the centerpiece. I was a little confused with the Rogers the musical because oh, let's talk about Rogers the musical. This isn't the first time in Marvel that we've seen them like playing out in theater what they've done in real life. Like, oh, we yeah, saw that they... Shakespearean version of it, but we've never seen a pop musical. <laughs> and I really, 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 really want them to release like the final cut of some of these songs because they must have done them. Think about it. When they were trying to... Oh, they to... definitely did the song as yes, they performed. Yes, so, like, obviously that song, but they might have done even more. And I want to know if they did <laughs> and who wrote it. And, like, I... this basically led me to the question of, does Spider-Man in the dark exist in one of these universes? <laughs> we have a multi-universe, like, plot going on. Is there a world where we actually have the play within the play? Well, like, would you, is, would is you be surprised to learn that Lin-Manuel Miranda actually wrote the Captain Rogers song? Yes, because that didn't happen. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Out of all the facts, they say you're able to call me out on the fake one that I have. Because that doesn't even make sense. Uh, yeah, I know. It, it was great also the on-running joke about Ant-Man just being in places where he wasn't supposed to be. It didn't make much sense that Hawkeye would choose to go to a Broadway play. He doesn't seem like that type of dude. But, you know, whatever. There's a funny line afterwards where they were at the restaurant and he says something along the lines. He's talking to his three kids, right? Mm-hmm. What were their names? Uh, you got Nate, Cooper, and Lila. And he says... Best bargain Christmas ever, right? Yeah. Like, I they're tell in the middle of New York. They've just attended a giant Broadway play. They are at an expensive restaurant. They are living it up in a hotel. And they're talking about it being a bargain? <laughs> what? I couldn't tell if you were saying bargain or Barton, like Clint Barton. I couldn't tell. Like, I had to replay that. Oh, like his name? Yeah, Clint Barton. Okay, that would make that. Thank you for answering <laughs> that. See, this is why we do the podcast, so I can learn. Bargain made no sense. <laughs> like a bargain but they, made like at Walmart? Like a, yeah, I was like, bargain? No, I was like, guys, I know you guys left halfway through, but you don't get refunded for the second half. <laughs> Plus, the guy came up right beforehand saying, you you eat here for free? Right, yeah. <laughs> so, best bargain ever. <laughs> no, it was true. I couldn't, I, yeah, I could not tell what you were saying. I had to replay like five times. Okay, all right. Yeah, and another thing about the city is it doesn't matter how many times any big city in these universes get destroyed. People don't seem that afraid to go back to populating them and just going to Rockefeller like regular Center places. Was, yeah. It was popping. Like, these places just, no matter what, <laughs> crime still goes on normally. Like Half the population leaves, yeah. Well, you'd think that they would have more defense than just normal cell phones. Like, in that world, it would have yeah, geared no. towards something, like, technologically, like, oh, I can check on anybody at any time. Very advanced, yeah. I guess, I guess Kate yeah, Bishop's shield, mom. Well, S.H.I.E.L.D. kind of has that in, in it. Of yeah, but I'm talking for the everyday person right. so that they can check on relatives way quicker than, say, we could right now. That's true. Uh, so it, that was a little weird jump rationally for me, but then we have Kate more story about her. This is a part of the show where I thought that it kind of, it, it slowed down a little, but this is when the party happens where the, I think uh, if this is true, they shot the party at the same place where they shot the party scenes for daredevil season three. A lot of people, well, I'll save that for the theories, but I think that's the same place they shot it. What about that? Like uh, party that the Joker interrupted in the dark knight i think that they would get a lot of angry people that they combined universes just like that i'm just saying just as like a little nod to hollywood i don't know (laughs) 
One thing that didn't surprise me is that she decided not to wear the red dress. She comes home for the holidays. The mom slaps her on the wrist. She finds out that her mom is now dating this guy named Jack, who is a very smug guy with a big mustache and who collects swords. Yeah, he's but, supposed to be based on Errol Flynn, the actor from the like 1930s Adventures oh, of Robin Hood. Oh, he also is like Zorro-ish. Yeah, uh, yeah, very, yeah, very much so, because he's collecting swords. <laughs> Thank you. But the mom wants her to, like, go to this party, attend it, like, a gala, and wear a red dress. And I feel like this happens in all those, like, teenage gossip girl type shows where they're, like, the mom wants you to wear something and she wants to be the rebel. So she just shows up in, like, a tux. And that just happens to fit the the waitress or the waiters and the waitresses, like, their uniforms. And then she finds her way downstairs to this hidden auction that's going on. She also meets this guy named Armin, who is uh, the uncle of Jack and seems a little... Like, he seemed nice at first. Yeah. But then, then but later then he, on, like, hates the mom or isn't a big fan of the mom. Yeah. And then we get this weird sequence where the robbers break into the actual auction. An that's explosion, There's yeah. a very long time that lingers on that auction. And I did like the joke where she was caught being a waitress. I'd like, what is it? The uh, Her catering, like, platter yeah, yeah, yeah. is the new ladder, which is basically if you walk around with a ladder, you can walk anywhere you want. Like, no one's going to stop you. That's basically what she was doing. She yeah. just had a catering thing, and she was like, no one's going to stop me. And then somebody Right, did. and she was able to spy on the thing for a while. I thought that anyone yeah, was going to the be The amount able of times that her. Hawkeye and her were able just to, like... With Hawkeye, it makes more sense, though. I felt like we were seeing maybe skills that he's, like, developed throughout the time. With her, though, she was just we someone who... We watched him who... just walk underneath a police barrier, go up, and without covering his face so everybody could recognize him, go up to, like, the random um, fire truck, pull out a uniform, put it on, <laughs> no one notices, and he walks yeah, right into it, the... Yeah, there's a lot of those scenes. But then the, then the big explosion happened. I felt like that action scene was oddly placed. Like, I mean, I knew it was going to happen, but I didn't really understand why they decided to put it in like that. Mm-hmm. And also, right before that happened, the auction was auctioning off Jeremy Renner's old outfit for Ronan, mm-hmm. which just happens to fall into Kate's lap. And she's like, well, I'm going to put this on now, because <laughs> yeah. I, and I can save the day. It, it reminded me of Ant-Man, where he sort of stumbles upon the uniform, too, right. as opposed to someone who makes their own uniform, and, like and, Spider-Man. And suddenly, he's like part of the main thing now. But obviously, Jeremy Renner and his family come back, and there's a big news story about how that... Uh, that suit has been stolen and he's like oh well Well, you're missing the best part because when the robbers get in there right and they're doing their heist right they plan Mm -hmm. this out it's highly coordinated because they must have like this is the middle of the holidays because the whole thing is toned in like uh midtown manhattan during christmas right six days before christmas so a lot of planning has to go into this but leave it to the robbers to walk in and give the most expositional piloted (laughs) line ever we have 90 seconds to find the watch everything else is secondary thank you Thanks well, for letting no, everybody but they else let you know. know. Now, now you can just. You think he would have said that right before they blew up the thing? It was like, oh, guys, remember? Everybody's looking no, at the watch first. It feels no, more real you, in that you moment. You break <laughs> it up, and then you let everybody in the entire. So, so when they can report to the cops later on, they can say, "Well, I think they were looking for a watch." <laughs> I, I was pretty sure that like the watch they're looking for was some type of Stark technology. It, kind of like I listed the watch. that under a surprise because it was so poorly written for that. <laughs> it was like a Rick and Morty line <laughs> when they're making fun of Heist. And then, how did no one recognize her when she put the uniform on? Everybody started saying, "Oh, it's Ronan." Her eyes are still showing. She's in front of Jack for a second and uses her voice in a normal context, and he still has no idea who she but is. But that's just super, that's just like superhero logic, anyways. Like with Bruce Banner, everyone should know that. Or sorry, not Bruce Banner, Bruce Wayne. Everyone should know he's Batman. That's but they different. Don't. That's not Marvel. No, I understand, but I'm saying that like Bruce, people recognize Hawkeye. 
like even the LARPers recognized Hawkeye, but like his own he's not wearing almost a mask. stepdaughter, he she he didn't recognize her. She was at the party, he'd seen her seconds beforehand, and she her physique, everybody was like, Is this Ronin? No, it it's like a girl. <laughs> and are they the same size? Because the costume fit They her. must be, yeah. No, I mean <laughs> Okay. So anyways, she tries to stop the robbery with varying success. The dog kind of helps her. Right, yeah. Do, do you know what the dog's name is? No. Lucky. The, oh, I thought maybe he's an alien, right? I mean, he might be. He reminded me more of the what we do in the shadows. Dog was a hellhound. He like breathes fire. But I don't think we this didn't dog watch is... the rest of What If, and that could possibly be Tony's reincarnated like version of himself. A golden retriever. Yeah, there might have been a What If episode where everybody was like an animal, and then he went over to this <laughs> world, and so he's like he's on top of it. <laughs> That's my theory. That's the theory that I was afraid that we would spoil to because I was afraid too many people would That's think of it. A... <laughs> <laughs> okay, Armin. Uh, oh yeah also jack finds the um ronin sword that can like sheathe and unsheathe itself at a whim's notice. right it wasn't given to and him he but sticks he... it he sticks it in his pocket and then later up later on armin ends up dead and uh Haley steinfeld's character comes across him and then the tracksuit mafia starts chasing her and then hawkeye finds her and that's basically the end of the first yeah. episode yeah, he's like, who the hell are you? And she's like, fanboying out. Now, we don't get too much information on the tracksuit mafia until afterwards, but they feel a little light for the Ronin. Like, the way Ronin was introduced in the Endgame universe, it seemed like he was a really dark guy, like he was just killing everybody. And the tracksuit mafia, you just have to assume that they're the pitiful remains of, like, what, Daredevil and Iron oh, Fist I and I want to get into my theories, Iron, but yeah, okay, yeah. And, and Jessica Jones, what they cleared out, and, like, this is just the pitiful <laughs> remains because they were, they were laughably like supposed to be oh yeah they were yeah they were they're very hokey and cartoonish so they started like going around all these apartments because the tracksuit mafia destroys hers and she's just so rich from her family that it's starting to annoy me how many free <laughs> new york apartments she had at her disposal kind of slapping you in the face with the wealth oh that one was i did like the hearing aid another one and the and the flash moments yeah, with the hearing aid yeah that was really cool yeah. I think that whoever thought of that, good job. So I actually am excited for what they have in store next. There was a couple scenes they talk about. I know there's supposed to be a big action car scene that that's supposed to take place where it was almost like a quiet place part two where like the drivers, like it wasn't even Haley Steinfeld and uh, Jeremy Renner driving. They had like someone else driving the car and it's supposed to be this big action scene that takes place. Also Haley Steinfeld. So you're saying you're you're looking forward to a scene that you read about but didn't actually No, watch? not it's just scenes. Like, I mean, at this point, this was pretty standard and I don't mean that quality wise but i mean just in what i thought was going to happen so you're calling it basic well not basic in the sense We're that two thirds through like the it. series yeah but i was thinking about it like sorry the, not two th- one third this was originally supposed to be a movie and i was like if where uh-huh. we left off now say they crunched everything into 40 minutes would this be where like in a movie we'd be 40 minutes through and i was like mm, maybe a little bit like it, it, i will agree with the reviews that are saying it's slow at the start and, like, I, I'm waiting for it to kind of become a little bit faster. Because, yeah, you're getting action, and it's fine, and it's fun to see. They're I, adding a lot of comedy to it. Yeah. Like, it, that LARPer scene lasted a while. That, but I did like the LARPer scene, though. Reese Thomas has worked on shows like Saturday Night Live, Documentary Now, and Comrade Detective. He even said something along the lines of, like, Comrade Detective was kind of what he based most Jack. of this. Not Jack. Because that guy had, like, a mustache as well, right? And Comrade Detective, the main detective. <laughs> well, yeah, but he's saying that that's kind of what he used most... I don't understand why the first episode was called Never Meet Your Heroes. Like, usually that would imply that, like, Hawkeye had done something really mean to her, that she would be like, oh, my God. 
Like, how well, they don't. They don't meet until the very end. They don't meet <laughs> until the very end. But even then, I was expecting the entire episode for Hawkeye to disappoint her in some way because that—that's what it means when it says "never meet your heroes" because those are the people who are going to let you down. Yeah, I mean, in hindsight, but that's not what happened. He ends up helping her a yeah. ton. <laughs> so the title didn't make too much sense. Uh, no after credit scene. So I waited right. for that. They did that. They did a weird thing where they showed like the full intro in the first episode, and then the second intro it was just True. like. True, I looked Hawkeye. for it because I wanted to see if maybe they were going to do a different one that wasn't concentrating on her because he was more the focus mm-hmm. of the second episode. So in the second episode, Clay and Kate go to her apartment, and yeah, he's the on. one that gets destroyed. We talk a little. The tracksuit mafia finds them by the end of the episode. Right, because she's, she's not good at covering her tracks. It reminded me of Kate, but it also proved that she has the ability to track Hawkeye's phone. So she right. has, like, not only the uh, wealth to do stuff. She's a little like Batman where she now has the martial arts, the wealth, and right. she also she knows has the security. Fight. Right. The most important thing about the second episode is that now since Armand is dead, they're looking for Ronan because he's a prime suspect in... Yeah, they saw the sh- shadowy figure. In the murder, yeah. And, yeah, it's not really a question whether or not they're going to escape the tracksuit people. They might even end up working with them because they're such, like, kind of small dudes. Point. Yeah, like, well, then that's that, that kind of falls into the cliches that I didn't like because, yeah, sure. The it was corny. Yeah, and I don't understand why they don't just introduce the main... I feel like Marvel films now always oh, feel yeah. like they have to wait episodes upon episodes to introduce the main villain of the series. Well, and I think I don't you got some MacGuffins, why. and I think I know who the main villain is, and I think it's probably going to be one of the theories. So let's talk right, about yeah, that Right, okay, yeah. <clears throat> I think the main villain of the series is, not Jack, but the mom. I think yeah. it's Vera from... Because first of all, she only ever plays evil characters. Bates Motel, that weird Godzilla movie. I didn't even. She literally, she only plays evil moms. We didn't actually see the dad die. She may have killed the dad. Maybe the dad's still alive. I don't know. But the more I thought about it, the less Jack made sense. And he might actually be a good guy because, like, the way that he did that way. I know that Haley Steinfeld realizes that um, something suspicious is going on, but in that he's being dodgy. And then he was like, he let her win every time at the sword mm-hmm. thing. But I think that's all MacGuffin. I think it's all just to make you think it was him and that it's really just Vera, whatever her face is, because she's always the evil mom. And even in the first scene when we see her as a kid and she's trying to sell herself as the nice mom, I think that's all just supposed to trick us. You know why I think you would like the fraction comic of Hawkeye, which this is based off of, because that's exactly what happens. <laughs> And and every single Reddit user was like, I don't think that it's the, it's this Jack guy at all. I think it's the mom. I think she's evil. And I think that that's going to be who they shouldn't is. cast someone like her because it's so obvious. So you're saying that. that if they cast someone else, you wouldn't have been able. Well, to at first it, I or? was like, why would they cast someone? Because we only see her on the first like scene, and I'm like, okay, maybe this is, if this is Kate's show, um, then maybe she's only a side character, kind of like Linda Cardellini mm-hmm. or whatever. Right. <laughs> <laughs> But then when she kept on appearing, I was like, okay, they only do this in Law and Order if that's the villain or, like, someone important, someone who's going to die. And so... <laughs> so you're basing what they do in Law and Order. There are just all these different doing. elements that made it pretty obvious no, no, that that's I... who it's going to be. And then she, it's going to be just another, like, uh, father-son wow. or daughter-mom, like, fight. I agree. But the thing is, is that also... And want... she owns a security company. I, I want... Yeah. And she's super rich, like an evil person. <laughs> going uh, so the tracksuit mafia, uh, I was... You didn't ever see Black Widow, but the one thing that I have to say is that I think that whoever owns them is someone who is friends with uh, Black Widow's sister, who is Florence Pugh, her name in the Marvel Universe, Elena Belova. And the reason why I believe that is not only because she's in the show, <laughs> but also because at the very end of the end credit scene of Black Widow is uh, Julia Louise Dreyfus hands her this folder and is like, this is the person responsible for your sister's death. She opens it. And it's a picture of Hawkeye. 
So, I mean, in the end, I think that... That seems pretty fair to make that jump, then. The tracksuit mafia, I believe... Sounds like also the Fast and Furious thing, where they, yeah. <laughs> they open the book at the end, and it's the picture of his wife or whatever. <laughs> yeah, well, the, that was shows she was still alive. But the tracksuit mafia was too dopey for me to believe that uh, Yelena Belova is, like, actually running them. So that's why I think she's, like, friends with just a ton of assassins who themselves have their own type of people who are trying to track them down in some type of way. Mm-hmm. So did you like this overall? I mean, yeah, it was fine for the most part. So, what? But, uh, like, eight? Well, I mean... Seven? I, I don't know. I think that I'm starting... Ten? I think I'm starying to get to the point now where, like, I, I enjoyed it, but it, I'm, like, where tired would you, of Where would you rank roles. it? So, we've got, we've got um, WandaVision. we got uh, Captain... Or Falcon and the Winter Soldier. It was, ba- it was better than Falcon and the Winter Soldier. You have What If and you have Loki. Oh, it was better than What If, too. I put it in the middle there. Better than What If. So, right after WandaVision and No, right before Loki. WandaVision. I mean, Loki and WandaVision before. Yeah, yeah. and I, I put it at like a 7 out of 10. It's what I was expecting, but like I was saying, yeah, I'm kind of getting tired of these superhero things now because I, kind of like you were saying, you're not seeing any actual development of Hawkeye himself. Sure, Haley Steinfeld is fun to see. I just wish they'd build it differently. It's not that I don't find Hawkeye's performance good or Jeremy Renner. No, it's I also like... ironic how they've both been in other TV shows that we've done so recently. It's like, wow, their careers have really just exploded this year. Yeah, um, Jeremy Renner is like, he was is just she also kind too. of is playing like a Bumblebee type version oh yeah oh i I did find one of the i usually don't say this because they don't add anything to the plot but i did find a question that the one of the interviewers asked funny they said to jeremy renner so obviously rogers the musical is a thing in this show what other film that you have done like in your whole career would you want a musical of and then the interviewer threw out the town and then jeremy renner said no Dahmer. (laughs) so yeah but overall i'd give this like a seven out of ten what would you give it I'll second your 7 out of 10 because it's completely watchable. I'll probably watch more episodes because I'm a Marvel fan, but it doesn't feel integral in like the plot of everything that's going on right now. It's right. not as important as the Loki thing or or all that but, or the Doctor Strange one that's going to come about yeah, it, soon. it doesn't have any like it a, just feels like a Christmas type and, movie <laughs> and I did see that IndieWire gave a kind of a scathing review said C- called it a filler and I wasn't uh, fully on board with them because they said that like every other show except for Loki was kind of a filler I don't agree with that as much but yeah like, I mean if you're giving it 70% then that is a C- technically but I understand what you're saying also, during the fight scene, the one that was in the wine cellar, it felt mm. like there were bone-snapping, crunching sound effects like in every <laughs> single kick that she did, and yet every bad guy didn't seem like they were breaking bones, and she sounded like she got some bones broken, and she seemed fine by the end. So it was just an overuse of that sound effect. Yeah, and the only thing she gets is a scar on her face at the very top. To which he rebands for her. Right, yeah. yeah. And then where's Daredevil during all this? Well, the, oh, I forgot to mention the fact that since people said it was kind of with the, the same place that they shot yeah, the Hell's Daredevil Kitchen. scenes, Wilson Fisk might, I don't think so, but Wilson Fisk might show up in this Do show. Do we know what Vincent D'Onofrio is currently doing? No, but... Okay, then that's confirmed. We've just confirmed it here. Well, no, but I'm saying that like with uh, with the new Spider-Man movie coming out and with the uh, Charlie Cox rumors, it's like this would kind of be a perfect time. But then again, the show is supposed to come out like the last episode, I think, on December 22nd. So that might not be enough time for people to actually see the film to realize that Daredevil is in the MCU. I don't know at this point. But overall, the show has an 8.3. It has an 89% on Rotten Tomatoes. Like I said, people say it gets slow at the start. but I feel, yeah, my main thing was it was unnecessary. I just see my notes right now. That's why unnecessary, hate to say it, but this is all heading somewhere, right? Well, <laughs> Question mark? The, the, the main two, A.U. Seinfeld and Jeremy Renner said that the show, and I agree with this, the main part about it is just kind of the, 
interactions and conversations between the two. Like mm-hmm. that's supposed to take a, that's supposed to be what you find interesting about it. Yeah, I have two other things. One is, was this written for someone younger than maybe uh, Haley Steinfeld? Because they do make so many jokes about the fact that she's a, like you're a kid. I just I think I she started did. I think she did audition for martial it. arts when I was five. So a year ago, like that doesn't feel like something that would be said to a 22 year old. I get that there was a joke, yeah right, but I, it felt a little more childish. Like she came across more childish than her age in, in a lot of these scenes, and it kind of reminded me of if in Logan, like he was the star of that movie, but then you have Daphne Keene who was playing much younger, right. and she kind of mm-hmm. stole it away, even though she was he was still the well, mi- majority character in that. I, I'm glad you brought up Logan because I, I have something about this. Once Hawkeye ends, once the show ends, however long it's going to be, I do think they're trying to go for more than just one season. The thing that annoys me the most is that I think that that's going to be Jeremy Renner's time to just kind of hang up the coat. Like that. Like after the show, I don't see him, or even now, see him going into any other films. I mean, if you have a bow and arrow, you can really be 90 years old and still play. Yeah, but I don't think that he's going to want to. It comes yeah. down to I mean, the, the arrow guy put up his... Kane. Right, but isn't it weird how in like the last five years, ever starting with Logan, we've gotten so many like conclusions to characters who have been playing these these roles for like over ten, two decades or a decade or so. Like it, it's crazy that like now suddenly we're starting to see all of them end. Like even the Chris Hemsworth like movie, yeah, like the next Thor movie, I think it's supposed to be his last. There's people saying that now Tom Hiddleston, the Spider-Man one, that might be because of Sony, but this might be his last time playing Spider-Man. Like it's crazy that Tom ne- Hiddleston, I didn't yeah. even know he played as Spider-Man. Oh, Tom Holland. That's what yeah. I meant to say. <laughs> but, like, it's weird, isn't it? Yeah. But I found it weird how, like, you know how Falcon was broke in Falcon and the Winter Soldier? And we made a joke about that. Yeah. Like, Hawkeye seems to be doing pretty well. So are they just not friends? Is well, he just I, not going to lend him some money? Like, what? <laughs> well, I don't remember him really ever talking to uh, the new... You were saying Falcon, right? Yeah, I don't hmm. remember him talking to Falcon too much. All right, this is probably the least relatable storyline that we've seen, <laughs> even with Loki's, because Loki, it's like, okay, you're a bit of an asshole, but then you have, like, I don't know. He's always been a little relatable. I think that's why people like but him yeah. so much as a villain. And then Owen Wilson's, like, connection with him. Mm. But this is just, like, you have so many rich houses that you're going to. I'm I would let that I would, like, I would like it, though, if the TVA also, ended up showing up at the end of this series. Yeah. Also, the LARPers just, they didn't seem to care at all that there was Hawkeye there. Well, the, well, the one even the, in his show, it just disses him constantly. Well, the one said, "Well, I think that the one wanted to beat him really badly." But yeah, it's weird. Like, he, and then the girl at the play, she recognized him as well. He was recognized all over the place. So the play thing made sense because he was in like the right row for that type of famous. The bathroom scene. scene didn't make sense though. Yeah, but it was supposed to be played for jokes. Why was it called the winner take the suit? The larper who stole the suit said, I'll give you the suit back if we fight, right? And right. I can get to kill you in fake, like, turns, Trial by right? combat, yeah. Yes. But then when they actually announced the fight, they said, winner take the suit. Why even, an- why say that? Like, why oh, was I it called the winner take the suit fight if it was about something? Uh, yeah, and it, it also, well, and also a lot of people don't have that. Okay, yeah, I understand what you mean. I didn't even catch that that was something that they said. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes the expositional phrases in this were a little much. Uh, Haley Steinfeld's suspicion of Jack, though, I like the way that played out because I know, a, there were so many awkward scenes of it. I was like, he's. I oh, it was awkward at first. I didn't like Jack's character at first, but after the fight scene with the little, I, I thought he was more. He reminded me a little bit of like Arya's teacher. <laughs> well, I really like the scene where she leaves and then he just stares at his wife and then he smiles. That was probably the funniest part of it's the two wife episodes. Yet, yeah, 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 yeah. What if it is all the little kid Armin the seventh? He's behind us all. <laughs> 
everything going wrong. That's like the little kid in Cowboys. This also feels like it's selling New York a little bit. Like, everybody goes traveling for the holidays in the city. Well, it makes sense why this show would take place in New York. Yeah. But I, I will I will say it's a seven to seven or eight because of the stupid musical. The musical thing does make <laughs> me crack up every time I see it. But I think we've talked the ear off everything. So thanks for listening. We'll see you on the next one. Bye. Bye. Bye.